Hello, and welcome to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all our state has to offer. Today on the pod, we're talking to Rock Whitehead from the Sunny Side Up Film Festival coming this weekend to the amazing town of Miami. If you haven't been to Miami in a little bit, that's a really good reason to go. But first, our question of the week. What is your favorite movie set in Oklahoma? First up, Ben. Uh, well, so um, I have, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, a movie I saw several years ago, um, Hell or High Water. Uh, oh, yeah. It's got, it has, uh, it's basically like a sort of modern style western. It has like Chris Pine as one of the um, like lead robbers, and then uh, Jeff Bridges is kind of like this older cop. Hmm. Um, it, it's kind of just a, a western sort of heist movie, um, kind of in the style of like uh, No Country for Old Men, but not as like maybe cerebral <laughs> and like as gory as that one can get okay. at times. That makes sense. Um, I do want to say, so like, so Twister is the obvious answer. Oh um, yeah. But I just want to say, I really want to visit the, uh, the Twister museum. Oh, in Wakita. Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's like, been, that's one of the new like top things on my Oklahoma uh, bucket list. It's, it's on mine too. We should go. Yeah. Well, take some photos while you're there. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll not, I definitely will. We don't have any. Okay, we'll That's go. why you go to a museum is to take that's pictures right. of it. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. Well, Megan, what's your favorite film set in Oklahoma? Well, I misread the question, I realized, <laughs> and I thought you were asking me what my favorite film set was like oh, you know yeah. like what's the best film set and I was just like well that's very specific but very specific. Uh, that would be. I did think about Twister of course yeah, because yeah. I was mostly like it looked like it hadn't gotten hot yet like it the, the weather <laughs> it seemed it was like the kind of Oklahoma weather I like you yeah. know stormy uh, I mean, the tornadoes, not so much. But you like those yeah. too. It's okay to admit well, it. Well, you know, as long as they don't hurt anybody. Right, yeah, and like right. those tornadoes just had such a great sound. Which oh, what is the sound? The sound of the tornadoes in it's that? Like it's like an it elephant an, and a lion, or, or something? yeah, it's some yeah. kind of animal that yeah. they filmed and like slowed down the. Yeah, I'd have to look anyway. this up. If any, if any listeners know, send us an email. Okay, teapot at travelok.com. Yeah, I think it's on Wikipedia because I've looked at this before. But yeah, so in terms of that's my favorite film set um, and my favorite (laughs) film film that that takes place in Oklahoma. Yes. Oh, you know, it's probably Twister. So. <laughs> I feel like Twister is, um, you know, of all of the, like, Twist, Oklahoma just plays such a starring role in Twister. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it looks so beautiful. Like, those aerial tracking shots that they have, you're like, that's a good Oklahoma landscape. Yeah, like, no. Really it's just like, it really captures yeah. the spirit of spring. Yeah. I love, and love, love that movie. I have so many good memories around it. And, and like, yeah, it's so cool. You know, the atmosphere is unstable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That that was also mine. Um, our friends on social media had some good answers. Shelly Landis Scoville said, uh, as "Set in, as in movie set in Oklahoma, True Grit, the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. one." She yes. said, um, yes. or Far and Away, also a good movie. I do love Far and Away. Yeah. Well, aren't both True Grit set in Oklahoma? And but the first yeah, one, well, is... the book is set in Oklahoma. Is set in Indian yes, territory. Yes, yeah, yes. in Fort Smith. Yeah. Uh, but the the uh, the John Wayne version is like all mountainous. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It looks like yes. it was filmed in Alberta. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like there's aspen trees and giant yeah. rocky crags and snow covered mountains everywhere, and it looks nothing like Oklahoma. But uh, that sounds funny. charming. 
happening. <laughs> uh, Shelly also said Made Here, Rain Man. Uh, which was yes. made here. Yeah. Uh, State Fair, true. the one with Pat Boone. They use the old fairway, the speedway at the fairgrounds in OKC. I didn't know that. I didn't even, the State Fair, I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, and The Outsiders. And she says, and I guess I have to say Twister. Yes, you do have to say Twister, or we'd have to send the people over uh, to take you away. We would have had to like right. redo this podcast if <laughs> right. we somehow exactly. didn't mention Twister. Yeah. Dennis McLemore said The Outsiders as well. Also, just a great movie. Like, just a really good movie. Uh-huh. Um, Rena Wilmoth said The Outsiders as well, and Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Paula Lauderdale great. said Oklahoma, as in Oklahoma, uh, the wind cut the musical. Uh-huh. Uh, on Instagram, Carrie D. Away said it's a tie between The Outsiders and Twister, followed by Where the Heart Is. Oh, I Starring, know many uh, people who enjoy that. Natalie Portman, Natalie Ashley Portman, Judd, Ashley so. Judd, and Stalker Channing. Yeah, it was a it was a movie that came Stalker out. Channing. Stalkered Channing. Oh, Stalker. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Channing. I was like, what an unfortunate name. Uh, and Terry Hunter twelve thirteen on Instagram also said, "Where the red fern grows," mm. which I haven't seen in so long. I have like we read that movie or we read that book and. I want to say like the fourth grade. Did you guys have to read that? What book? Where I the never, Red Fern Grows? So, oh, no. Uh, I've, my siblings had to read it. Somehow I was never required. Okay. I don't know what happened. No, my brother had to read it. We had that book sitting around our house for years, and uh, I never, I was never compelled to read it. But I'm sure it's great. At one point they, they made a remake of that movie, and Dave Matthews was in it. Really? Yeah. And huh. they filmed well, it in Well, that's no good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, that won't do. <laughs> He was not in the version I saw. Yeah, same. Sure. I definitely did not see that version. But if anybody did and wants to give us a review, OKTPod at TravelOK.com. Uh, he, he frustrates me. Well, <laughs> maybe someday uh, in the near uh, future we can have Killers of the Flower Moon as an answer. Yeah, that was, that was the yeah. other thing I was going to say in mine is, like, I'm really looking forward to Killers. I think it's going to be Whenever it comes out. There was a headline yes. that came out in the last couple days that said Leonardo DiCaprio has seen the cut of the movie and declared it a masterpiece. Oh, wow. Well, but I mean, he, he would, though, right? Like, he's in it. And he's I, not necessarily. That's, I mean. Maybe. Yeah, that's very. That's very true. Important. Maybe he, uh, he's probably a harsh critic of himself. Yeah. We'll I feel see. like a year from now, we're going to be sitting around talking about the Oscars and whether or not Killer is the Flower Moon won any, which I hope it does. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm really curious to see this movie because it was such a good book mm-hmm. that. Uh, and you know Martin Scorsese is not one to cut his films short. Um, yeah, so. that's, apparently that's been part of the delay. Is that mm-hmm. I guess right now the last thing I read about it is that right now the cut of the film is like three and a half hours long. Oh, that's and so long. it's just going to be hard to get anybody to come see it, and they're trying to get it under three. It would be cool on the podcast to have um, maybe some kind of uh, like film critic on post post Oscars totally just to go over yeah. uh, or Martin Scorsese you know, or Martin Scorsese or, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese yeah. or Leo if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, which I should say, uh, for people who don't get the magazine itself and just listen to the podcast, um, there's a future issue coming up. We don't know which one yet. <laughs> but there's a weird, we've got a really cool story about Killers of the Flower Moon. The writer is Osage and got to go, got to have some access that not everybody uh, who is covering the film got to have. And so we're going to have something really special about Killers of the Flower Moon coming up. So hit oklahomatoday.com slash subscribe and get your subscription going now. And with all this cinematic love propelling us forward, let's talk to Rock Whitehead from the Sunny Side Up Film Festival in Miami. We are so delighted to welcome to the podcast Rock Whitehead, who is one of the festival directors for the Sunny Side Up Film Festival in Miami. Rock, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. So tell me a little bit about Sunnyside's history and how long it's been going on. Um, it's been going on for, it's going into its sixth season. And 
it's getting bigger and bigger every year it seems it does what are some of the what are some of the things people can look forward to this week when they come well we got over 50 films to to screen and we're gonna have a there's gonna be q and a's with the with the filmmakers we also have a screenwriters q a on saturday which is kind of cool and That's then very exciting. Uh, yeah and then we got a karen knotts who's the daughter of don knotts she's going to be there performing before the award show which is kind of cool I'm so excited about this. Tell me more about this. So as you said, Karen Knotts, the daughter of the famous Don Knotts, who everyone knows as Barney Fife and Mr. Furley and everybody else. Um, I feel like the Mr. Furley thing was a good deep cut for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how did it tell me about Karen? This is exciting. Karen, actually, Karen's attended one of our other events at another film festival that we did because we run three of them. Oh, wow. Um, she's a pretty cool person and she's funny. It'll be a, it'll be a fun, a fun deal. That's um, awesome. Yeah. She does these shows, comes and goes and does all these, uh, she's got a, a show called, uh, tied up in knots, which is kind of a referral to her dad, you know? So it, it's sure. cool. That's awesome. I'll, I'm looking forward to that. What are some of the films that you can tell us about that are coming to the film festival this year that you're excited to see? Well, we've got some comedies, uh, dramas, features, shorts, some Westerns, some animation. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Just the whole gamut. Is there any, are there any particular films that you'd say if you don't do anything else, be sure and go see this one? Oh, wow. There's, there's a few. There's uh, off the top of my head. One of them is called uh, Showdown in Yesteryear. It's a Western feature film. It's won several awards throughout the country, actually. Oh, wow. It's really good. Yeah. And this shows on Sunday, Sunday night. That's a good one. Um, but there's, there's several, most of all these films are really good films. Uh, I can't, there, we got one film called safe Harbor. Uh, that was made in Sweden and it's really good for a foreign film. Really? Yeah. It's really no, good. Well, tell me a little bit about that film. Um, well, the actress is really good, but actually both actresses are really good in the film. It's a short film. Um, and uh, she actually came to our, our film festival once before. She's trying to make it this one. She doesn't know if she can or not because of the, you know, the expense of flying from Sweden, of course. But right. But yeah, it's a great film, though. That's awesome. Um, tell me, I, I, one of the things that I really love about film festivals, and I think is one of the greatest things about attending film festivals, is the chance to do these kind of Q and A's with the actors, with the filmmakers, with the screenwriters, with whoever gets to right. be there. Um, tell me a little bit about the, for people who've never gotten the chance to do that, talk a little bit about kind of what that's like and what that adds to the experience of seeing a film. Well, um, basically the, the filmmakers can come up, you know, and the audience can ask questions about their films, how they were made, when they were made, what was the budget of the film and that sort of thing. Uh, we have a, a special Q and A for screenwriters on Saturday. And it's going to be, it's going to be hosted by, uh, a young lady named Aurora LeRae. She's a writer and a filmmaker herself and she's going to be hosting that and uh but yeah it's really it's really cool people really get into that yeah they're they're always i always love doing that i always love getting to stay for those and and you know just hearing about all the behind the scenes things and all the all the challenges that went into making the film it's, it's right. always fun <laughs> yeah yeah people love it they do filmmakers love it too because they get to talk about their films and stuff yeah you know like most of the time i mean for most people who see a film you don't get to have the person right there saying hey here's what i meant by this and here's what i was doing and right um all that kind of stuff so it really i don't know i feel like it really adds a lot and of course the venue we can't not talk about the venue the coleman oh, theater wow. 
Yeah, um, tell us, yeah, talk to us about this venue. Yeah, the, the theater is amazing. If you've never been to the Coleman Theater, it's an event in its own, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, it's been, I guess it was made in 19, built in 1920, something like that. And it's mm -hmm. been open pretty much ever since the opening. Yeah. But yeah, it's iconic. I mean, um, it's a, it's amazing, really, it is. If you've never been there, I mean, they do tours daily there for people that come in from out of the country, from different states. So, yeah, it's a big deal. That's a really fun thing. I got to do that last year. And really, you can just, I mean, you can set it up ahead of time, but you can also just do what I did and walk in off the street and somebody will be right. happy to just walk you around. And it's, right. it's really one of these like iconic Oklahoma spots. It's an iconic route 66 spot. Um, yes. It's, it definitely is one of those places that should be on everyone's Oklahoma bucket list for sure. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Um, also this year they get to on, on Friday and Saturday night, the attendees are, they have a special mystery tour that they're going to do from nine to 10 o'clock. So it's, you know, they say it's haunted and whatnot, but yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. It's something a little added feature that we, we're going to be doing. That's so exciting. Is yeah. that going to be the, is that going to be the usual tour guides or is it, are you bringing in somebody for that? It's the regular tour guides that do it. They're and so they're great. The the yeah, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. That's awesome. How fun. Um, are there any, um, so you said you've been doing this for a few years. Have there, tell me about some of the films that you guys have screened previously and kind of what the what the response has been in previous years to the to the film festival and what you're looking forward to this year oh wow well the last six years i mean we we've screened just about every genre that you know that there is um it's pretty amazing i mean we've had some some great films uh we usually give out i don't know how many awards probably between 60 to 100 awards every every year that we do this for sunside up yeah, and there's you guys usually have uh, there's always some Oklahoma films in the in the mix too. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yes yeah. it is. Oklahoma made films. Yeah, talk Oklahoma. a little bit about that about kind of boosting the state's film industry. Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of Oklahoma. There's a few Oklahoma films that were submitted and they were really good. And uh, the Oklahoma Film Commission is actually sponsoring, or not sponsoring, but they're, they're co uh, co presenting basically the the award for that event. Um, but yeah, there's some good ones, you know, what are some of the, just right on top of your head, do you know what some of the Oklahoma films this year are going to be? Um, I'm looking at the schedule and they're kind of mixed up, but, uh, there's, I really can't name the titles cause I don't have them right in front of me at the, at the moment, but there's, there's, there's like five or six made Oklahoma films. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I see one on the schedule that's just filmed in Oklahoma. What is that? Oh, that one's filmed in Oklahoma. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that was a, it's a documentary filmed in Oklahoma. It's called Film in Oklahoma. It's pretty cool. It's a, yeah. It runs 10 minutes. It's a short film, but yeah, it's pretty neat. Just about it's our nice. state, kind of our state film industry and people making movies. Yeah, exactly. Incentives and that, and that sort of thing. That's awesome. Um, I know that, and, you know, like we said, events like this are so sort of important in building a film industry in a place, you know, having people, having a place where, local people can show off their work what do you what are, what are your hopes for the film industry in oklahoma what do you hope what do you well, hope to see i'm i'm thinking it's gonna it's just getting bigger it seems like you know every year people love coming here the, the films the film incentives are good here and we're actually trying to make a film ourselves here um we just really off, we just kicked off a fun a fundraising campaign for our film that, that i that i wrote so tell me about that film 
Okay, well, this is uh, this is interesting because it was it's a retro film and it's about about 1977 um, when CDs were popular, and it's about me and my friend going to an Elvis Presley concert. And uh. His last Oklahoma concert at the Low Noble Center. So it's, it's it's a comedy film and all the antics that were pulled on the CD ready line kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's hilarious actually. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And of course, uh, when people when people come up for, I, I hope that you will show that at the Sunnyside, the Sunnyside Up Film Festival uh, once it's once it's ready to go. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, And then also, you know, obviously there's also just all the great fun of hanging out in Miami, which is just the coolest flip in town. Uh, Yeah. So what what are some of the things that people like people have done or people like to do when they come up for the festival? Uh, Well, um, Mickey Mouse home childhood home is like three miles from the Coleman Theater. I don't know if people know that or not, but it's a it's a historical site to see. People go there all the time. there's fishing there. There's uh, there's you know a lot, a lot of stuff to do. Good good restaurants. Well, after party, we're having a, at the Elks Lodge, which is kind of cool. We're having food catered in for the attendees and whatnot. You know, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun deal. That's going to be great. Talk a little bit about uh, how people how people get tickets and what and all that kind of stuff. If people want to come, how do they? How do um, they? Yeah, you can get tickets online at sunnysideupfilmfestival.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, the prices range from, like, Fridays, I think it's $10 or 12 bucks, something like that, all the way up to $30 for a VIP pass. That's one of the things I love about this, I have to say, too, is, like, it's it's a great film festival. There's going to be so many great movies, and it's eminently affordable. Yeah, it is. Well, we keep, the, you know, keeping the prices down. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a drive to get to get up there, but, I mean, it's a, it's a nice little drive on Route 66, and, all the tourist shops and the souvenir shops. And oh yeah. It's yeah. so much fun going up there. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. So, um, sunnyside up film festival.com is the website you said. Yes. Okay. You can get, um, you can get tickets on there. A lot of information as far as the, the hours on Fridays, it, you know, we start at one o'clock to eight 30 and then on, on Saturdays from 10 to eight 30 and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 5:45. then care not show and then the award show and then the after party. So yeah. Got a full thing going on. That is coming up, uh, folks, this uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 24th, 25th, and 26th in, at the Coleman Theater in Miami, Oklahoma, the Sunnyside Up Film Festival. Uh, it is worth a drive, folks. You are going to have a great time. Uh, Rock Whitehead, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks so much. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to that Elvis movie. Yeah, cool. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> Take care. Uh-huh. Have you guys been to Miami? I you know have. I've been to my I've been through why well, I used to visit Grand Lake a lot so mm-hmm. you're kind of in the area I for did that. too and <laughs> um, then you if you're going through uh, if you're driving out north to Missouri or if you're mm-hmm. going like up Chicago way or something like that uh, <laughs> you drive through Miami up so. Chicago way <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop there I got to write our Street View column about it last year mm-hmm. and they have I, got a lot to, of, I got to spend like two days and it was beautiful I love it there they have a lot of murals in Miami they do they have a yes. lot of really cool public art mm-hmm. it's 
screens all over the place. And there was a great bookstore and coffee shop and the Coleman Theater where the film festival oh, yeah. is going to be held is an absolute must-see. It's beautiful. Um, especially if you're curious about haunted places. Um, the tour guide that I got is very not curious about haunted things and uh. did not want to tell me any of those stories because she does not believe they're true. Um, but I will say, like, the tours are free and you can kind of just walk in and get one. And the, the friends of the Coleman, the volunteers there are super nice. Um, so make a visit to Miami, man. It's a cool town. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool town. Um, all right. And now it is time to plumb the depths of TravelOK.com for this week's roundup. First up is Megan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. If you're one of those people who like music and art, you're in luck. They are all around you, so you should have no trouble finding either wherever you go. But if you're in Oklahoma City on March 25th, you should head to the Automobile Alley area in downtown Oklahoma City to immerse your ears in the future of sound at Factory Obscura. Six musical acts will command the stage from 4 p.m. through 10 p.m. And if you're really into their sound, perhaps a mixtape featuring these bands is in your future. They will have them for sale. While you're there, you can also step into your future of debt, or at least I will, and do some shopping. The Spring Artist Market from 3 to 6 will showcase a variety of goods from locals, and you can put more dollars to good use in the bonus track shop, which is Factory Obscura's gift shop. I also happen to know there are a bunch of stores and restaurants in the vicinity that are also good places to spend your money, like ShopGood, mm-hmm. Commandeer, Johnny and June, Nashbird, Iguana, and SMB Burgers. If you're done spending cash, you can also park yourself at one of Factory Obscura's art stations and make your own masterpiece while you listen to music. For more information, visit factoryobscura.com. That sounds like fun. I love Factory Obscura. They do all sorts of cool programming, like, you know, just events and stuff that you can come. Mm -hmm. I really need to see one of those shows that they do because... Like, so, uh, and it's not, uh, but a lot of venues are just kind of, you know, they're, they're venues. They're, mm-hmm. It's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. And why not get, like, crazy and creative with your concert setting? True. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It's, yeah. Two, not, not this past Christmas. That's why Christmas. I'm opening up a pirate theme uh, concert venue. <laughs> Christmas 21, I got to see, a, like, a string quartet play in there. And oh. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I have never seen any musical act perform at Factory Obscura, so I need to get on that. It's a cool, it's a cool destination. If you haven't been, you gotta go downtown Oklahoma City. Yeah. Ben, what's your event? What do you have this week? He well, asked as if he didn't assign it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, a while ago, Nate, you did a, a no usable game uh, for your event. So, I did. Uh, in the interest of equal time, Thank you. my event is dedicated to uh, this weekend's series in Stillwater between uh, Oklahoma State and the Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, OU gets a lot of headlines, and rightfully so, as that program has turned into a powerhouse on par with uh, Alabama or Georgia in college football. Uh, but Coach Kenny Gajewski has built his own power at OSU. And while the Sooners are ranked number one in the country currently, the Cowgirls are lurking in the rear view with a number three ranking. Considering the lackluster results some of the men's programs at both schools have been producing lately, the Bedlam rivalry might not ever get more heated than this again. Of course, the cowgirls would be wise not to be so obsessed with tracking down the crimson-colored covered wagon that they ignore the big bear on their own tail. Baylor enters Stillwater as number 20 in the nation, and while their program might not be, like, historically great like the ones in our own state, they're more than capable of knocking off a team with its guard down. So you can check out all the action at Cowgirl Stadium. 
Tickets are $5 to $10 and can be purchased by calling 877-255-4678 or visiting okstate.evenue.net. That's e-venue, e and then venue.net. I know we have we have two softball programs in the top five. Yes, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And you know, believe it or not, we're just about two months away from the World Series. I know it's going to be a barn we're like, burner. I'm wearing a hoodie right now, but we're we're about to be summer. <laughs> it's crazy. That's awesome. That's a fun event. But I did I didn't want our friends at Oklahoma State to think that we were biased in favor of the Sooners. No, so I wanted us to have it. Two teams in the top five. Yeah, and like not just this isn't just like a one year like aberration yeah they're like the last few years have been right there at the top so yeah and that's of this recording by the time this airs they might be number one and number two that's uh, which would be very exciting so this yeah go see that game that's going to be really cool all right here's mine uh do you guys remember that show behind the music yes that music history show that premiered on vh1 in the late 90s and went on to tell the tragic comic stories of musicians from leif garrett to thin lizzy to tlc oh my gosh did you guys see the the tlc episode i the tlc I put Andre Risen sneakers in the bathtub and set them on fire yes. and burn the whole house down. <laughs> yes. I love, I've seen the T, I, I probably haven't seen it in 15 years, but I swear if it was on right now, I'd be able to recite it from beginning <laughs> to end. Like I've seen it yeah. so many times. Um, so have I ever got a behind the music story for you guys? I can't believe they never did this one. Pyotr Ilich Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Composer of such incredible ballets as Swan Lake and the Nutcracker, not to mention the 1812 Overture, which I hope you all know. But underneath the success was a life story that would make even Courtney Love go, you know what, that sounds too hard. (laughs) Uh, There's his early separation from his mother and her death at a young age, the death of a close childhood friend, not in a car accident, so there will be no... Leif Garrett-esque confrontations, uh, his failed marriage and challenging relationships with a female patron and Emperor Alexander III. I mean, even Motley Crue could not have handled what Tchaikovsky went through. So you can catch the whole Russian tale this weekend, March 23rd through 26th, as Tulsa Ballet presents Tchaikovsky, the man behind the music, which brings the story to life with a program first created in 2017 by composer and librettist Oliver Peter Graber, Russian historian Daniela Kolik, New Zealand's top designer Tracy Grant Lord, who did costumes, and then Tulsa Ballet and then Tulsa Ballet resident choreographer Ma Kong. The musical score features a blend of Tchaikovsky's greatest works along with other influential composers of the time as well as some original music by Graeber himself. Sure, there won't be any tearful confrontations with car wreck survivors, but maybe that's for the best. Mm. For tickets and more information, visit TulsaBallet.org. Uh, that sounds really cool. I love Tchaikovsky. Yeah. There should be, be a whole series of that just treats these classical composers uh, and does the, gives them the uh, the uh, like totally. music doc treatment. Totally. Yes. Behind the music. Beethoven. If you, they, like, uh, Mozart, <laughs> if you look at the history of uh, like Mozart, uh, he was like kind of like a child star at yeah. first because he like toured around yeah. as like a, a little child. Mm-hmm. And like what if we gave him, uh, what if we like put the Justin Bieber like wins on Mozart. <laughs> what would that be Can like? Can you imagine if Mozart had had an Instagram? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. On like Paganini <clears throat> was a composer, yeah, he was a composer that he would like arrive to performances in like a black carriage drawn by black horses. Wow. And people said that he was the devil because 
his he could play the violin so fast. It was like supernatural. Oh, wow. And they said he was given this gift by the devil. So it's like he was uh, like a rock, you know, a yeah, rock star wow. of the time. I can't remember what century that was. It that was like, is it was, some goth vibes. It man. was, That's yeah, cool. it was serious goth. Yeah. Like, actually, my favorite behind the music's aren't the one where it's like they survive drug addiction, whatever. It's the ones where it's like they got very popular and that's not cool. <laughs> like, like, I right. remember both, like, Rod Stewart and Hart, they're behind the music, like, the big crux moment was like, and what do you do when people like your music this much <laughs> and you're not considered cool anymore because of how popular you are? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like a big, you know, because it was the 90s and it was not cool to, like, be popular. <sighs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was complicated. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I remember, was. and I grew up in that era and still kind of, uh, I have some some, you know, I, I identify with with totally. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, everyone likes it. I know. Like, like, how does it feel to be a sellout? Yeah. No, like sellout yeah. poser. <laughs> yeah. Poser yeah. was a, yeah, a big, a big word in my vernacular as a teenager. But yeah, totally. When I look back now, I'm just like, oh, God, man. I know. It had a weird energy about it, the 90s and those episodes of Behind the Music. It, it like, feels really innocent now. It like really the, does. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, well... The sound of us continuing to talk after the mics have already been cut off. We, I could sit here and talk about this all day, and we probably oh, yeah. will. Right. Um, so we'll just say goodbye. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are editor-in-chief Nathan Gunner, that's me, photography editor Megan Rossman, research editor Ben Lucian, and in absentia, because they're not here this week, web editor Greg Elwell and managing editor Carly Ibarra. We hope y'all are having a good spring break. Or the- do we? <laughs> <laughs> Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager. Manager Bridget Sloan. More info and subscriptions to the magazine are available at OklahomaToday.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. And then the next line in my script, because I wrote it instead of Greg, it just says chaotic goodbyes. Oh, wow. Because we always get a little chaotic (laughs) at the end. Yeah, that's true. So I just want to say you can't have a composer without poser. Oh. Wow. Some wisdom from Ben. (laughs) Behind the music, Ben Lucian. All right, cool.